0: up everybody welcome to the damn dude podcast damn dude i'm your host california cow Cal, and this is episode 66 damn dude damn bro 66 episodes that's crazy this has gone by uh pretty quick which is what is that noise which is quite a trip man um and oh dude it's just i don't know <laughs> My brain's going to a thousand places right now. So for those of you that don't know who I am, I'm your host, California Cow. I am the combination of if I'm basically where I come from is the Bruce Lee and Chuck Norris fight. That's where I'm birthed from. Um, I'm half Chinese, half Norwegian and, you know, grew up a little bit differently and kind of have a little bit different perspective just from my race and my position and and where i grew up and uh you know i went from being one of those people who was completely like voiceless people literally used to think i was mute when i was younger uh even in high school there was times where people would be like hey what's up with your friend like he doesn't know how to talk like people would say that type of shit so for me to be able to get and speak up um i want to show you guys that anything's possible especially when it comes to like public speaking or documenting shit you got to say like that's terrifying to me and that's kind of why i do it um also i want to document history for the rest of you know i want to document history i want to be a part of history i want this to be for my kids and my kids 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 and so on so basically what we do here is have timeless conversations that are here to stand the test of time and give us an opportunity to think and feel a little bit differently um you know, bring some new perspective to life, so it's a trip, like, today, what we're gonna get into is talking about being desensitized, and talking about how parents can be, this one's really, definitely, I mean, this goes for everybody, but especially for some parents, dude, like, this shit goes hard for parents, Um, which is to recognize as a parent being a good example of a bad example, like how many times are we being a bad example and we're acting like that's the right thing to do or that like we're being a good example or something you know what i'm saying like i often catch myself in bad habits or vices or something and i'm like oh like how do i explain this and i'm like well shit you know like this happens to be one of you know it's like for me like smoking weed's a big one like i talked to my oldest son about it i'm open about it with him and i'm like dude like i smoke weed that's my thing like if you have questions whatever let me know like and I explained to him, like, this is my medicine, it's therapeutic for me, and it's just my preference. Um, you know, I'll take breaks, I do this, that, it's, like, I, it's my control, right? So, and I often tell him, like, look, dude, maybe I smoke too much, I don't know. Maybe this isn't the right thing to do, to, ha- you know, maybe this is the right thing to do, to be open and and like this in front of you. I'm like, you know, honestly, I don't know. But either way, this is the way that it's going down. And I want you to understand that, dude, like, I am also a great example. I'm a great example of, you know, what to do. And I'm also a great example of what not to do. So it's up to you to decipher which ones, you know, what's what. Because even some of the stuff I'm positively telling you isn't going to you know what I mean? Work for your life, you know? So well, why do i sound like Christopher walking no no work for your life? You know? <laughs> Damn dude. <laughs> so that's what this show's about today. <laughs> walking like Christopher. Talking nah, nah, nah. talking. That shit you love. So this is episode sixty-six. Damn, dude. That's crazy, man. I can't believe this many episodes have gone by. And again, Brad Lee, I'm calling you out. Coming for you for your title as the realest podcaster. And, uh, we're gunning to have Brad on episode 100. So, let's, uh, with all you guys' help, you know, go tag him, please, at the real Brad Lee on Instagram or whatever. tell, Tell him he needs to go on the Damn Dude podcast, talk California cow, and, uh make some shit happen. So, <laughs> And what I'm hoping my underlying like um, selfish reason aside from it being like a life goal to meet him and talk to him and, and interview him um, is I would love to be able to just be friends and do some business and have those be one in the same. So that's my selfish goal for it. I, w- I want to work with the right people when I really try and step up, you know, and if it doesn't happen, then it's a great life lesson and i get to learn but this is here's the thing is it's gonna happen so yeah that's that (laughs) Um, so we're getting closer man um you know so it's really a trip to think about how fucking desensitized we are when it comes to life like dude this this hit me in such a mind-blowing way if you think about like how much we're desensitized to that being damn they're doing construction outside and they like somebody's mama's backing up all years beep beep, beep. Um, so, um okay where are we going so the internet is desensitized us like a motherfucker and if you think about what it's desensitized us to It's helped us a lot of ways. There's been a lot of, like, mind-expanding things. You get to listen, you get to read, you get to do research, you get to watch movies, you get to listen to podcasts, you get to do whatever. All these opportunities to learn and hear new shit, right? Expand your mind type of stuff. Absolutely. I've learned a lot from it. At the same time, to understand when we've been so desensitized to stuff that we just kind of roll with it, like... For me, where, I, where this shows up for me the most on a regular basis, I would probably say is at the skate parks. Like, you see somebody, like, oh fuck, it's crazy just get to think back to my era of skateboarding when I was growing up, when it's like, like, I remember, like, before the word ollie was a word before kickflip was even a thing you know it's like if you could kickflip you were like a god like if you could ollie like you were it was like a supernatural thing like it wasn't like not everybody could do it you know when i was a kid um like double-tailed kickboard skateboards weren't even a thing so you know what i'm saying so it was like yeah people were doing all these if you look back and stuff but we didn't have the internet to help spread it and whatever. So if you saw somebody do it, it was like, holy shit. So now I look in and I'm like, I'll see somebody do like a varial heel flip. And that's like not an easy trick. And or I'll see, see somebody bust a hard flip or like something that I remember or bust an impossible or like something like that to where I remember when I was a kid, it was like we just could only imagine doing these things. Like we couldn't even you didn't see people do that. You know what I'm saying? It was like we would see videotapes of like Willie Santos or fucking... You know, I remember the Willie Santos one was like the shit in our neighborhood, especially because it was like hella Mecca town skate spots around. I know Mira Mesa. Um, and uh, oh, what was the other good one? Shit. um, Fuck, we used to watch so many of those skating videos, like the how-to videos and just... One of my favorite things was like watching these skate videos and just studying their feet studying the movements and it's like i couldn't do the majority of shit they were doing but it's like i kind of got the idea and i could kind of work towards it you know like back in the day i could kind of like um you know it's like my best trick was probably a crooked grind i could i could hit a crit i could hit a pretty solid k grind here and there um and then, I mean, I could do like board slides, nose slides 5 O's, 50 5-0s, 50-50s, fucking, uh, what else could I do? Couldn't really tail slide, so I could kind of like tail stall. <laughs> I don't know why, just going that direction just fucks me up. Um, What else? Damn, I'm like blanking on it at the moment um i don't know anyway and flip tricks i fucking sucked like i've landed a varial heel flip maybe like twice ever in my life i can flip it and land it like one footed but i can't really like do it you know what i'm saying so here's the thing is i i've fucking destroyed my ankles i've destroyed my elbows i've destroyed a whole gang of shit trying to learn damn guy i should probably close the window but whatever um the guy the i fucked myself up learning all these tricks right and I'm like, dude, this shit's hard, man, this shit's really fucking hard, like, skateboarding is not easy, like, if you got a kid who skates and has learned to do anything, if your kid is even good enough to suck at skating, give them props, dude, like, acknowledge that you try it, see if you can do it, like, it's not easy, and it takes busting your ass a gang of times, and kids who skateboard and, like, really learn, like, who really get it have this crazy mental drive that is like second to none is just unmatched it i mean i shouldn't say it because there's other things that's like that but I, it's up there that's what i mean <laughs> like to really to, there's so much determination be like to make skateboarding happened er, it happened um, and so to do a simple trick i mean what's now a simple trick like to do a kick flip or a tray flip or fucking to do an impossible it's almost like every kid can do those things now so like you see a kid going for it and it's like now a kid has so much uh this is trippy because it's like now a kid has so much farther to go to just be at the starting point but then like At the same time, they have so many more resources to get started. Like now you could just look up how to ollie, and you'll literally find more videos than you have time to watch, or patience even, you know? So, like, you you get that much more ahead. I remember sitting there being like, how the fuck does like an Ollie work? There was nobody I could sit there and just study over and over because there wasn't skate tapes yet. And if you a lot of times growing up it was like if somebody could do something they kept it for themselves as their thing they wouldn't show you how and like stop and break it down hella small and you know what i'm saying it was like they would just use it to stun on you and it's like fuck man like how's he doing that so you're trying to like study their feet and this and that and it's like you can't get them to do it enough times in front of you to really like Ah, okay. I see what you know. What I'm saying, like to to absorb it and co- and and replicate it, and, you know, and copy the movements and stuff. So, if you look at how much goes into it, had I just known, had somebody just told me, dude, you gotta be on like the ball, like the the ball of your foot, kind of like centered in the border, you know, to to where you can get the board like poppy, and then you just you pull your front foot back a good amount and as you pop you angle your front foot forward and you slide it and you basically just kick the top to you know the, the nose of the skateboard you just jump and you kick the fuck out of the thing you just stay jumping and you let the pop and you let the skateboard come up and you let your feet come up let your knees come up boom stomp that bitch out you know what i'm saying? And the goal is always just stomp the bolts and Had I known that's all it took to do an Ollie, like, those were the instructions for it. It's like, oh, okay, you know, got it. I didn't even know what to look for. I didn't even know what was right and what was wrong. What I was doing just sitting there, like, like just stomping the floor. And coincidentally, it would kind of, like, crack. Like, it would accidentally jump itself up a few times. And, like, there's a picture of me. And it's actually the first Ollie ever. I remember telling – I think it was my mom – had a polaroid camera at the time and was like i was like all right i I was out there practicing for like two hours just by myself in the morning with this crazy skate setup i was just out there like crack crack over and over and over and over in my backyard i'm like finally i could get the board off the floor it wasn't a proper ollie but like i kind of figured out how to like i I forget what the name of it is like a no i could kind of like no pop ollie slash like I, I don't know. It was weird. I, I kind of learned to do like this little no pop Ollie. And then I learned to do just like an all pop Ollie, where it's like, I wasn't actually jumping it, but I was just popping the board so hard that it was getting off the floor. So I'm doing all of these things. And finally I'm like, dude, I think this is the one, bust the camera okay? Cause I couldn't actually, so I, I, and basically what I figured out was like, this is where I could actually put the two pieces together. You know, my no pop and my super pop, my all pop Ollie. I could put those pieces together and it's gonna fucking happen. So I remember I told my mom, oh, get this one. She's like, oh, okay. You know, like because I'm out there just being like in my backyard, just being louder than my skateboard all morning. Finally, she goes, I'm just all determination. Boom! Ah! i'm freaking out dude now keep in mind i've been i've been trying to do this for like not actively for years but like on and off just like how the fuck like you know like there's gotta be a way to jump the skateboard because i had done stuff like tied bungee cords around my feet and the trucks and like you know like skated down the street with a slope and like jumped on the curbs and jumped like that you know jumped the little sewer holes and all that type of shit jump cracks and bumps and whatever you know like the sidewalks where the earthquake, like, lifted it or whatever, um, so, I'm, like, I know this thing gets off the floor, I've seen people do it, like, (laughs) so, finally, I got it, I put the pieces together, I'm, like, holy shit, dude, like, that's how this works, fuck, so, from there, I was kind of able, it's funny, because in the, so, in the picture, I'm, like, an inch and a half off the ground, maybe, (laughs) like, I would barely, it, it would barely ollie, like, a crack in the floor, right, now, I mean, like I was practicing in place, but um, still, you know, so <laughs> I'm like, so it's funny because in the picture, it happens to capture right as my foot is kicking the nose of the board and you see, I, I don't know, it's like I just, and I saw my foot was angled and that is what like lifted the board up and over and forward, so like it kind of like a rainbow you know, like an arch. i was like, oh shit, like that. Oh my. God. Okay, so now I see. So I remember I just kept playing with it, playing with it. And finally, I'm like, and then I saw somebody else doing. It. I started observing. I was looking for that front foot motion. I was like, all right, are they doing that? And I'm like, holy fuck, the guys who are just, the guys who are just bringing their. So this is funny. Like, and, and I'm saying all this to get to a point. I'm not. Just, I didn't just lose my thing. So. I remember seeing people if you watch skaters they'll take their front foot and they'll kind of like wiggle it a little bit if you're not a skater you don't know what that is and if you're a skater you might not even it's just so natural you might not even notice it but like a lot of times you'll see a a skater like as he's about to approach uh you know doing a trick or a ledge or a pole or whatever or a curb or any sort of trick you'll see him kind of like really like kind of like shake up his back foot his or her back foot kind of wiggle the front foot back a little bit right into position and then crack it's like moments after that little wiggle you'll see them pat now really good skaters that like incredibly like i'm talking like niger houston level like that fool doesn't even have to like so, so basically what like he doesn't even have to do it he's so good like he it's that fool is an absolute master of skateboarding dude like an absolute master you just see his feet make the board do things that you're like your feet didn't even do anything like how did you do that he's just so good so i would see them wiggle their foot and i'm like what the fuck is that so when i was younger i'm like i don't know what that is like why are they doing that i'm like are they doing that to make to like trick me you know to make me not be able to figure out what they're doing So I'm thinking all this extra crazy shit and all this right and like, so, but what really what it is is the person is them just drawing their foot back, getting it right in that sweet spot, and then basically it's like the ollie is. I mean I don't know if this is still accurate to say, but I would say like from, like an yeah that's pretty accurate to say like an ollie is pretty much like the base of all the other tricks, like if you want to do a 360 flip like you kind of have to understand how an ollie works in the first place like to do a any sort of grind you have to understand how to ollie in the first place um you know it's like most of the, it, like a lot of the tricks require like the base is ollieing right or that's like the the first thing you really should learn to be able to understand everything else so i say all of that to bring us back to the point of an Ollie is the most simple trick, and it doesn't even get credit as being a trick, right? Not unless you you mob over some big-ass fucking gaps or ledge or something like that, right? So that's how much work it takes to do just an Ollie. And that was how much work I put into it just to learn the Ollie. And I've seen and helped my friend and my son learn the Ollie. Different friends learned to do it and in and drop into half pipes quarter pipes whatever like and so i i see this and i'm like holy fuck now um when i see stuff on the internet and instagram and whatever we don't even it's like we're so desensitized we scroll past this shit without even like stopping to watch it like had you seen that in person your mind would be absolutely fucking blown or had you actually accomplished that yourself right so i see people at the skate park i see a kid like trying forever to bust 360 foot finally boom and it's like it feels so good he lands it or whatever trick right and then like nobody's cheering and it's like dude like you don't even know how hard that is you know or like The bar's been set so high of what's entertaining and what is impressive. So, it's a trip, dude. Like, we really fucking are completely desensitized to talent, to our emotions, to communication, to our relationships. It's like, everything, sex, communication, goals... All the shit's so distorted. Like you see somebody holding somebody's hand on a fucking pier in the middle of fucking, you know, like was <laughs> it like Bahamas or something? Holding their hand and says, "Oh, life is beautiful. Live life to the full." It's like, well, what about after that? What was actually going on before and after the picture? Did that person say, "Hold on, hold my hand"? I want to make a quote. I want to make a poster. Or you know, was it like? Oh, this is natural. Like, baby, hold on. I'm gonna take a picture. Like, what was actually happening? What was the setup to that? What What was happening on the? How were you? how How did it feel when you were on the plane ride? Were you, did you guys have good communication? How was it? Where? How were you guys dealing with bugs in a in a different country? How How are you when your partner sucks at traveling or you don't know what the fuck you're doing? Or how are? How is it when? You know, one of you sucks with finances or whatever it is like and you're there and, you know, you're getting bit by mosquitoes or the water's cold, but you took a sexy picture like how how much depth is there to that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm not shitting on people taking cool pictures like don't get me wrong, like but I'm saying when, as far as being desensitized and like not understanding the reality of what it actually looks like to have to be there. Like, it's not that... It doesn't feel that happy the whole time you're there. You know what I'm saying? Like, you get hungry. You fucking have to go to the bathroom. You gotta take a shower. You get stinky. You get dirty. Shit, you know, cab's late. People are scary. People are friendly. Unexpected stuff happens. The weather takes a turn. All these things are factors, and it's like we're just looking at this one little image of 30 seconds or a minute or a, a picture Like, oh, my gosh, like, that's so blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, all right, like, that's not even real, though. You know what I mean? Like, I'm thinking of how many of these pictures or, like, how I could make my Instagram look if I really wanted to. Like, I could have a lot of people thinking some crazy shit just based off of a few, like, pictures and captions and you know what I'm saying with that like fake deep, fake woke depth quotes and all this shit, and it's like, nah, dude. Like I'm just keep it real. Like it, nobody's shit is nobody's life is actually like that. Any of these people, like I personally, I I personally know a good amount of like people who are internet famous or you know Instagram famous or YouTube famous. um, You know what I'm saying? And their life is not as glamorous as it looks on the Internet, you know, and not not shitting on these people, not saying that there's anything wrong with whatever, because, yeah, they're actually doing a lot of cool shit and they're doing what they love. And that's really what it's about. But what I'm saying is. It's not that glamorous little moments that you see the whole time. Those are just very small and timed and on purpose m- moves made by people it's just a form of marketing you know what i'm saying so we've been so desensitized that we don't even understand reality from fucking internet reality anymore and that's fucking crazy damn dude so what we're gonna do is take a break when we gonna be ride bike damn dude Yeah. <laughs> what up everybody um Man, what's Gucci Fedalucci? So, we bike. And talking about, dude, being desensitized, that shit's a trip, man. Because I catch myself doing that. I remember when I thought I could do a backflip on my bicycle when I was a kid. And then I learned the reality of it. And I'm like, that shit is insane. Like, that's really, really insane. Now, now when people see a backflip, they're just like, hmm i seen kids at the skate park do backflips on bikes and skateboards and rollerblades and whatever. And people are just like, that's cool. Like, if even that, I'm like, yo, like, did you really just fucking do that? Like, does anybody have any idea what it takes to fucking do that? Holy shit. It's crazy, man. so I realized that the stuff that we get excited about and the stuff that we don't get excited about literally is the example that we're being for our kids damn dude so meaning if let's see like which way do we want to go with this we can go a lot of ways i'm trying to pick the least offensive route here <laughs> um, excuse me um <laughs> okay so Ah, okay. Here's a good example. So let's say parents, the stuff that they get excited about. So let's say your mom or your dad gets all excited about gossip, like just gossip in general, right? So whether it's celebrity gossip, it's family gossip, it's neighborhood gossip, it's at the salon gossip, it's at the barbershop gossip, it's at uh, on your bowling team gossip, it's at your reading club gossip whatever just gossip in general right like we're all especially the aunties and shit in the nurse who work as nurses and all that like (laughs) no offense i love you guys but the chismas is strong and you guys know a fact so (laughs) i know i've been around i know some people (laughs) um now, so like, let's say that that's what your parents get excited about. And that's what you kind of get bred into. Now, we all know gossip isn't good, right? Like, yeah, it's exciting, whatever, it's entertaining. But we we all know it's not good. Yet it happens anyway, right? Now, I do my best to distance myself from people who do that and participate in that. Um, I don't have hate towards anybody, but it's just like, I'm not going to spend the majority of my time there, you know? Or any of it, really. But um. so if that's how your parents are, they're being a good, ex- they're being a good example of how not to act, of what not to be like. See, but if, you, if we take that on as kids and be like, oh, yeah, this is how we should be. It's talking about gossip and blah, blah, blah. You know, so th- this is kind of where I come back like full circles. Like there's not really one way. There's not a right way or wrong way to live and be on earth you know what I'm saying so it's like I, I guess if gossiping is fun and that's your family thing then cool but like at the same time we know that's not good and it's not forward moving or progressive or healthy so it's a really trippy fucking thing you know so it's one thing I tell my son all the time I'm like Nate I am often or no I was not even me but I was like dude look or like if there's times where him and his mom gets in an argument or him and I get in a disagreement or whatever. Um, I'll tell him, look, dude, or if he's let down by something or something doesn't go his way that somebody promised him or whatever, right? I'm like, look, man. All of us, if we're lucky enough to have parents. In our lives Actively. All of our parents are great examples of what to do and what not to do. Some lean heavier in the what not to do area and some lean heavier in the what to do area. But we all rock both. Right. So I told him and I'm like, look, dude, like because, yeah, Nate's my son, but technically he's my I don't even want to say steps and I hate I don't like things, but it's like biologically. Yeah, he has a, a different biological father. So I told him, I'm like, look your biological father he's being a great example of how not to be a father right and he's just like well yeah you know I'm like cause and at the same time it's like that's a good thing so that's being a good example so we can't really like have any hate towards the dude because that's just what the fuck he knows and it's like perhaps that was the example he was shown and so he took that on as like oh that's a good example that's the way to do shit maybe he doesn't consciously say that's a good way to do shit but it's like people will find ways to justify it oh well such and such did this so fuck them so i'm gonna distance myself from my kid now or whatever right and it's like it's a fucked up thing because as soon as you have to blame somebody for why you're not gonna hold up what you're supposed to be responsible for that's some shitty stuff and that's being a great example of how not to be damn dude right so in so many ways or so often i'm like dude like i am i myself your mom your grandparents your aunts your uncles your cousins whoever all of us are going to be good at great examples of how not to be and how to be you know so the I think the key here is to, when you see other people make mistakes, allow yourself to learn from their mistakes and really let yourself learn from that because everybody's being an example all the time. So this is also why I'm speaking up and I'm doing this is because it's like, dude, yeah, I know I'm being an example all the time and oftentimes I'll talk some shit and I'm like, I'm here to back it up, I made claims that I'm gonna rock this fucking podcast for 10 years, and that's what I'm gonna fucking do, because why the fuck not, you know, a lot of people, as I've gotten quiet on Instagram, I can feel it, I know it, and you can feel the energy, you can feel the the conversations occur differently around you, and I'm like, all right, cool, like, it's interesting, because it kind of shows who's, like, supportive, really, about your ideas because it's like they care about it you know it's like if you got a new job oftentimes people would be like hey bill like how's the new job down at the construction place but it's like for whatever reason when you start your own business or your own show or your own thing people just kind of like it's not as like oh hey how's it go you know like it's just kind of like oh yeah whatever you know and then that's so weird to me because creating your own thing takes so much more work, and it's so painfully slow, and so painfully long, and as your peers, and people, and audience, and whatever, and yourself goes through being excited about it, not excited about it, having faith in it, not having faith, believing in yourself, not believing yourself, the whole thing, that's the part where the majority of people fall off, so... This is where I'm like, you know what? Even when I I'm so committed because the promise I made to myself is that no matter how I feel, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this shit. And so what that means is even when I tell myself I can't, I'm not good enough, I don't deserve this, that, blah 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 blah, fuck you, fuck that. I'm doing it. I don't care. So that's why you see me do even I'll put out my shitty podcasts, I put out One's recorded on a phone from fucking sleeping in a car. I put out episodes with fucking shit going on in the background. I've taken my equipment with me to wherever the fuck I go. Like, I'm serious about this shit. And I did over 140 or 30, some, 50 something practice episodes before I even started any of this to be like, you know what? I love this shit. Whether you pay me or not, I'm going to put value out into the world. And whether you find this as Life changing, entertainment, background noise, whatever the fuck. Thank you for one. And two, that this that's perfect. That's what it's for. It's meant to be used for whatever the fuck it's used for. And whatever you use it for, if you play this inside your fucking restaurant, if you play this inside your fucking uh mechanic, you know, your auto bay, your fucking whatever. I appreciate you, man. Like that's fucking dope as fuck. And this is what it's for. Whatever level you find this at, it's what it's for. So with that being said, that is the example that I'm setting is whether you fucking suck or are good or whatever, do that shit. If just if the idea sounds cool, do that shit. Believe in yourself. And that's the example I'm showing to my kids is that like, look, I can smoke weed. I can not go to school. I can not do these things and I can still create these things. And if I ever do go work a job, it's going to be because I want to. And I think that it's actually a cool thing. So, you know, it's like I'm thinking about it. Like to me at this moment, something like working for the forestry department or the fucking uh, like construction sounds fun. Like, I don't know why. It just sounds cool to me, you know. And I think we should do and learn a lot of skills and different trades and as many different things as we can So we have options in life, you know, I want different, I want to be able to talk about different things. I want to be able to view different things and experience different things. Like before, when I worked at a, um, I used to help my cousin at this job he had doing, um, like furniture stuff. And I was, he was on like the computer side of shit and I was working in the, and he would come help too, but I was doing like deliveries and assemble, I was doing assembly and like deliveries i love that shit i love doing deliveries i love driving delivering shit's so fun so um what was i getting oh so i'm learning about building tables and fucking uh like doing um what do you call that like uh like furniture and 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 cabinets and what is the word for those things like i don't know um like bathroom counters and and tables and and like coffee tables and shit like that right um i know there's a word to generalize all those things i'm just it's slipping my mind at the moment but um once i started doing that i started having a whole new appreciation for one for how like a warehouse operates works and how like the computer end of shit Communicates to the customer and the shit, which communicates to the warehouse and the shit. And it's just like the full circle of the business I thought was really cool. And those were entrepreneurs starting their own shit. So it was just like constant motivation. You know, they took care of their people, bought expensive food all the time. It was really cool. But once that happened, I started having a whole new appreciation for every time I would look at a table or a piece of furniture or something that with a chip in it. It's like, I could repair that. I know what to buy, I know what to look for, I know what to do. you know, it's a whole new opportunity of something to be appreciative and something to understand, and something to be able to view life a little bit differently. So, a, a huge first experience I had of that was in firefighter school. They're like, "Look, once you're in firefighter school, you're never going to be able to walk into a building the same ever again." And just with us saying that, it's already, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" And it's true because now that that was told to me, everywhere I go, I see buildings differently because. The one some of the first things they taught us was about buildings and the structures and the different types of frames and which ones you should walk on, which ones you shouldn't walk on, if you gotta go to cut a hole in the roof and create a backdraft and you know this whole like on purpose and this whole thing, right? So well not a backdraft, but a um oh man my mind is blanking on these technical terms right now uh well it's kind of it's like an on-purpose backdraft basically it's like you cut a hole in the roof and then you pop the door open and and it throws everything out the roof and you do that to prevent burning the rest of the house on fire i forget the technical name of that move but um anyway same idea and uh so you learn about that and i'm like oh shit like okay like damn and then also Another thing is when I go into a hotel or like a big building or place with multiple stories, one thing I'm like almost always aware of is where the exits are. That was one of the other first things they taught us in firefighter school is like, dude, when you're, if you're going to come into this, you have to start observing exit signs. Like it's just normal. Like the hell, like, all right, you know, but I started thinking is like, well, fuck that's Actually, how firefighters get in and out and navigate through a building when it's on fire to save people is literally by following these glowing exit signs everywhere. And I was like, oh, shit. So when I go to a hotel or I go to wherever, like one of the first things is, boom, exit signs. And then I'm also looking at, like, where the stairs are, if we're up elevators, Um. So now it's like, it's this like maze and it's this like contraption, I'm not really just blindly in a building or in a club or whatever, like, or in a museum. I'm like, I'm like in this, con- like, I don't know. It's like, I'm in the structure that they built with this purposefulness rather than just kind of blankly walking around and not even understanding The structure where the walls are at why you know the structure how the walls were built what they're made of um you know the the construct the material of the building how flammable it is you know if there's a fire that's electrical if there's a fire that's this that it's like all these different things and it's like one of those things kind of once you see it you can't unsee it so this is the thing is that's What we're doing to our kids constantly is we're constantly being those fire exits because we said, hey, you're your parents. We're sorry. We're your parents. Follow us. And this is the thing is not all exit signs lead you to safety. Damn, dude. Right. Like not then they're not all going to lead you to safety. So you don't follow all the exit signs. Nah, it's like this is the way to follow. This is how you be safe. That's what the exit signs are for. That's who we are as parents. We are those exit signs. This is where this is your way to safety. Go this way. Go that way. I'm going to hold up a glowing sign for you. Go this way. Go that way, right? So, oftentimes, as parents, we don't know where the fuck we're going. We don't know what the fuck we're doing. We're just going because we're like, well, the last one said go that way, and it just makes sense to go this way. We don't really fucking know. Nobody knows what the fuck they're doing. You know what I mean, there's some, there's, some people know what the fuck they're doing, a small handful of, you know, people out there, and, and then the other majority of people are just pretending, nobody knows what the fuck they're doing, dude, like, nobody, they know the tasks that they're doing, but in this whole grand scheme of life, like, maybe not nobody, like I said, some people, but, in the grand scheme of things, we don't know what the fuck we're doing, especially as parents and parenting, so, because that's the case, we're bound to be doing some dumb shit and leading down wrong exits and bound to be signaling in the wrong direction. So that's why I'm just like, dude, I tell my kids, like, dude, question everything. I am a good and a bad example. All the shit I do is good and bad examples. To me, I think this is the optimal way to live my life. It's up to you to, des- to determine if that's the way you should do things or not. And not this do as I say and say as I do. I'm never gonna be like that. I'm just like, dude, question shit. Everything I tell you, question it. Question everything. Because it's like, what if that's just my perspective? What if that doesn't work for you? Right? Question everything, dude. And I it's something that occurred to me the other day that's really fucking trippy, and I wasn't sure if I was gonna go here or not. But I find it so interesting that every person who grows up religious and starts outwardly questioning shit is no longer religious. Damn, dude. Why? Why? (laughs) Why? Why is that? What the fuck? Why? Really? Show me somebody who's really questioned religion. Who still actively participates in it? You know what I mean. Now there's cases of people who who got lost and went really off the deep end, and then come back, and now like, oh yeah, found me again, whatever. But I'm talking about people who really question shit. Now, at the same time, there are these people who question shit and will still go to church because there's things to get out of it. Now I'm not talking about going to church. I'm talking about teachings of specific religions that's what i'm talking about specifically because i'm not religious i'm definitely spiritual and i do go enjoy going to church i haven't gone in a while but i definitely enjoy it most of them i don't like the guilt churches and all of that shit or the shit where it doesn't make any fucking sense But churches where you actually go and you learn something and you meet actually cool people and you're actually learning cool shit that applies to real life and modern day and modern day relationships, that shit is fucking tight, dude. That's what I, I think that's cool. And I think that that is not religion. That's just kind of teachings of stuff from the Bible and teachings of stuff that has been passed on. It's wisdom. It's not necessarily religion um so if you think about it it's like well what's the difference between religion and wisdom well i would say because it's the first time i ever thought of that um like wisdom is like stuff that's actually learned through self and realized and i think religion is like a script that's passed on um it's kind of like remember this it's like ah it's like if you were to have like starting your own cookie company and having that become worth a million dollars versus like that would be wisdom right starting your own cookie company now (laughs) this is fine now religion i feel like would be the version of like going to school and then you becoming the best employee possible and working for a company cookie company that becomes worth millions. Now you definitely helped both of those cookie companies become worth millions, but it's like who gets the millions at the end of the day. And I think that that's kind of what religion is doing is like, they literally do get millions at the end of the day. Wisdom, nobody's getting paid. Wisdom is learned and inherited and passed on and, 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 you know, wisdom's only available for those who are open enough to understand the wisdom being taught. Damn, dude. So you know, that's kind of, that's pretty interesting. Um, so it's like I see religion kind of being like the school version of s- spirituality, and wisdom being like the entrepreneur version of spirituality, where it's like you cultivated your own. That's what I mean by that. Now, there's nothing wrong with being an employee. There's nothing wrong with being religious. There's nothing wrong with any of this stuff. But my whole point is, for my kids, question shit. Do not just stop at religion. This book told me this. It's been interpreted and rewritten 400 fucking times, like, if not more. Nah. That's cool. Take, that's a great book. Take everything you can from it. But it's not meant to be literal. It's not a literal book. The majority of the things in it, even if you look at basic words like sun and set, these are all like names of people and things that had happened. It's not actually, uh, this is a whole, that, okay, what what I'm, what I'm starting to dip into is like several years worth of shit I went into on this, on like ancient African, not even African, but like before Africa was even Africa, Mm. Teachers and teaching. Hey, That's a whole nother thing. Anyway. <laughs> so remember, remember parents to remind your kids that we are good and bad examples and that our kids should have the power to choose what is cool to them and what isn't cool to them and really be able to make up their mind between what's a good and bad example, especially in this day of internet and being desensitized and we're kind of all on this fast track of who nobody knows where the fuck we're going or what we're doing or anything so we need to slow down have real conversations check in with your kids see how they're doing have real conversations with them don't get a, let them get away with huh, whatever mom whatever dad like no nah, like really like y- if that's happening we have to, that's on as parents we have to find smarter and more creative ways to get around that and to get into their world A kid will only give a response like that because they feel unheard after so many times. Damn, dude. And that's just the fucking truth, dude. Like, that means you're not listening enough. If all of a sudden you try and check in with your kids and you get that response, that means you don't listen enough. That was exactly why I would give that response to my parents. I would feel like they don't care. They don't listen enough. You don't ask me any other time. Why the fuck do you care now? That's where it's on us parents to be the bigger person. So, yeah, that. Clack, clack. (laughs) Damn. Crazy, man. So we went in, dude. Um, So we're about to sign off here. Remember, make sure you guys go follow us at Damn Dude Podcast. Leave us a five-star written review on Apple iTunes and wherever else you can leave reviews. It's greatly appreciated. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, Make sure you go follow at Fin2Swim, at F-I-N, the number two, swim on Instagram, so you can get your kids safely... Uh, get them safe for the water. Get them safe this winter. Get them safe for this next coming up summer. Holl at your boy if you got a group of ten or more kids, we can come out to you. Uh, all we need is a warm pool and the kids. Let's do it, guys. Um, so on that note, I hope you guys have a beautiful day. I'm about to link up with my cousin. Uh, shout out to Howie. Go peep his episode. I want to say it's episode 17 or 19. Go look up that episode with Howie Hustle, especially if you want to hear some untold Nipsey Hustle stories. Um, So, yeah, this is a pretty dope interview. <laughs> We're about to go eat some fucking pizza, about to go pick up my kids and dog and about to fucking have a good time. So hope you guys have a beautiful day on and Rooster Tail. That's at Rooster Tail Official. If you need some custom intro music, haul at your boy. Um, Much love. Have a beautiful day. Take us out. Peace. Not <coughs> much push away, and I want we'll you to be here for and we'll serve my 38, Now the Sun touch the face, not me be not and the boss wants be a two, and it's good, it'll be me and you. Damn, dude. Damn, dude. Damn, dude. Damn, dude. Damn, dude.